Welcome back to the Renaissance Space podcast. My name is Margaret Allen and I am your host. Karen Boland is the assessment data manager for SchoolsWorks. She's responsible for ensuring that the data collected for each of the children is used effectively to support the teaching and learning in the eight schools of the trust. I have personally witnessed the journey that this trust has made to ensure that data isn't just something that is demanded from on high, but has a purposeful and effective impact on children's learning. Good morning, Karen. You're very welcome to this podcast. Good morning. And um, just by way of introduction, really, you're at SchoolsWorks. Can you unpack that a little bit for us, please? Um, SchoolsWorks is a group of eight primary schools in West Sussex. Um, and SchoolsWorks is just the name of, of the trust uh, that I work for one day a week. One day a week. So one day, that doesn't feel like much. Can you can you expand on that a little bit? What, what do you do in that one day? Um, it's very flexible. So sometimes my one day is three days in a week, and some days when there's not a lot of data to look at, then um, there's less of it. I'm My official title is data manager, but really it's assessment data that I deal with. Um, I don't do GDPR or anything like that, which is rather good. Yeah, let's stay away from that, shall we? Um, and when you say assessment data, so you're essentially like... A- can I refer to you as a hub where you're sort of collecting the data and looking at it? Is that a fair analysis? Yeah, we have um, a data management system called Insight where lots of our data is stored. So I have access to that for every school. I have access to accelerated reader data for every school and I collate it into reports for the trust. Um, I support schools. I do training. anything to do with using the data to make decisions and to support teaching and learning is what I do. That's that's your role. So um, you collect data from the schools, eight schools and throughout throughout the year group. So from reception right the way up. Yeah. And um, how often does that happen? So in, in a typical year, academic year. In a typical year, there will be three main trust data points, plus obviously the national, you know, any national data. But a lot of the schools do other, have their own data points within that. So, for example, with AR, they'll do a reading test once a half term so that they can move the children on in the range of reading books. Um, But for the trust, it's three times plus national. And it started, some, we were talking about it earlier, seven, eight years ago, that the trust, as it was then, obviously it's developed over the years, bought into the Renaissance yeah. idea. Well, we started off with two schools, then three, and it's grown over time. Um, one of our schools was interested and I'd already started using Accelerated Reader, um, and I was deputy head at one of the schools at the time. And the head of myself went to a conference and saw it being uh, advertised and there was a stand. We were interested and it kind of went from there, really. So we spent about a term setting it up because it takes a while to set up 
with putting stickers on thousands of books and making sure you've got the right range of books and you've got fiction and non-fiction and that you train the teachers. We had some input as part of the package from um, Renaissance. So I think it was probably you came in and did some training. Uh, there was online training. So it took us a little bit of time to set up. And then we did a big launch with, uh, in my school's case, I think we started with four, five and six the first year. Then we yeah. did three, four, five and six, and then two to six. Um, so it takes a while to get established but well worth it. And I think it's it's worth saying that doing it that way does give people the opportunity to learn along the way rather than feeling overwhelmed with yet something else to do. Yeah, because as well as getting the children organised to use it, there are a lot of reports and it does take time to work out which are the important reports for the teachers to be looking at to help them develop the children. Um, and one or two that you might think in fact over the years renaissance themselves have reduced the number of reports because at one point there were really too many to to really make good use of but yeah over time that develops as well um, and the introduction of the instructional planning which comes as part of the package has been a really big um, thing for us a really a good move So people who perhaps aren't using instructional planning or don't know what we're talking about, could you give a bit of a synopsis of how that gets used in schools? Okay, so to start with, when we started with our AR, in order for the children to be able to access the right book level, the zone of proximal development, you have to give them a test, which is called a STAR. So all of the children do a STAR test, which is computer adaptive, it's done on iPads or in the IT suite or whatever. It takes about 20 minutes. There are support um, PowerPoints and things to allow you to understand how to administer it, which for us is really important because over those seven, eight years, it's gone from being a test that we just use to find where children are going to be in order to put them on the right book and it's now become the trust's main data um, source for decision making about reading and maths. Um, even things like deploying teaching assistants or extra teachers or putting a little bit more money in a pot in the budget actually depends on STAR. So therefore, it's important that it's done properly. So we've invested a lot of time and effort in getting that done. For example, Renaissance, say, 20 minutes-ish for reading, a bit more than that for maths, particularly for the younger children, because there's a star maths test as well. Um, and we've been investing a lot of time and effort in making sure that is happening so that the results we get are as accurate as they can be. And as a result of those reports and those test results, the instructional planning is a sort of guide for teachers to help them group children. Is that is that a good enough yeah. synopsis? Again, to start with, once we'd got over the using STAR to get them onto Accelerated Reader and onto the right books, and we introduced STAR math testing, the teachers liked the STAR testing because there's no marking and they can look straight away at the results. They compare the results to what the child got last time. 
They can talk to the child, hopefully, about how they're doing, whether they've got better or whether they've slid back a bit, whether they'd like another go, whether they took five minutes instead of 20 and was that really okay and all of that. But at that point, when we first started using it, that was as far as it went. Um, And it was only later, particularly when instructional planning was introduced about four years ago, possibly, that the teachers began to realise that there was another part to it that was very useful and that it wasn't just, particularly the maths, doing it for the trust, to give the trust numbers, but that if, if they did the test properly, they actually ended up with, for each child, a very detailed what they can and can't do. For So for maths, place value, number operations, algebra, whatever, it tells you very specifically, this child, according to the test they've just done, providing you've done it properly, can do these things, and they have little chevrons on. If you teach those five things, the child will move on in their learning. So you've got that for an individual, but you can also group the children. And that has been very powerful. We have things called snappy math time in a lot of our schools just after lunch. And that's where 20 minutes, you know, the whole class all crumbs. Nobody can do long division in this way. Let's all try that or use it for teaching assistants. Great for parents, you know, parents that want to be supportive. Here you go. If you try those, this is what the test they did. This is what the the test says they need to do next. Absolutely wonderful. Love it. Um, So that has moved it from being a done to them thing for teachers. Yeah. Something which actually enhances their ability to teach the children what they need to know next. Um, and that's always that's always been a challenge, hasn't it, with teaching? You, you know, there are teacher assessments, of course, there are, and and teachers, particularly in primary schools, are with those children a lot, so they they believe they know those children. But it's that that insight that it gives around those those cusp children, those children where you're never quite sure what they can and can't do. Particularly with reading, that's very challenging, isn't it, to to really understand their ability to decode and comprehend and nuance. Yeah, and um, we also use the Star Early Literacy Test for younger children. So if they can't access the Star Test, which is like a sentence and then a few questions, and it's it's um, multiple choice then they can do the early literacy, which then gives you a whole list of things, uh, alphabetical knowledge, phonemic awareness, all of that stuff. Again, for individuals or for groups, which you can wave under the nose of your whoever's supporting those special needs children and use for that. So slowly it's moving from a done to to actually a really valuable thing and the teachers are more on board because there's a benefit to everybody from doing it yeah and 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 being efficient in the, in what they teach and how they teach and with which children actually Absolutely. intervention groups um and as you mentioned earlier additional support or ex, extra ta time for example um i remember on one occasion a child in year four had really quite dipped in their testing But when the head and I looked at that individual child's um, instructional planning, actually, he'd done so well that he was a year four. And the thing he'd fallen down on was um, statistics for year seven. 
So you just think, do you know what? He's fine. Yeah. He's yep. fine. Let's let's leave him. Um, but the important thing was the teacher had picked up that they dropped. And in his case, it wasn't a problem, but it could have been. And that's the important, fa- important factor that the reports are there. Use them because actually they will give you an insight which adds on to that gut reaction or that feeling that a teacher may have. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be going through because part of what I do is to talk to mostly senior leaders about um, AR or STAR. And I will say things like, well, that child only took 12 minutes for their maths. And the teacher will say, oh, yeah, but actually that's as good as that's, you know, they couldn't concentrate any longer. So there's that element of knowing the children, which I don't have. Yes. Um, And in that case, obviously, you don't push. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also data as as important as it is because it drives behavior and it drives the teaching and learning that needs to happen teachers like to talk about children and not data and if those two are connecting well and, and offering a good platform from which teachers children parents TAs SLT can yeah. learn then it's doing its job isn't it i think the other thing that has helped make it work is a few years ago we were introduced to Gary Alexander's research about how STAR and SATs sit together and how STAR could be used as a predictor. Um, and we were fascinated by that. So we did a lot of our own research using our own children's data from 29, well, did it 2018, 2019, obviously couldn't do it the last two years. And again, this summer. And the correlation between what STAR says, the percentage STAR says will get SATs and the potential to get SATs is really good. And not only is it good for year six, we've because we've been doing it so long, we've tracked it back. And the children who Star said would get SATs when they were in year three or year four often get SATs, not every time. But the ones that Star says will get it that don't is offset by the ones that Star says won't get it and do. So for the year group or the school, yeah. you do get a good, a good fit um, and lots and lots of them. Star says I'll get it and they do. So we use it now as a, a strong predictor as well. And, and year two as well works with year two. And we have the graphs to prove it. That's that's amazing. Um, it's, it's really nice to hear how all of the elements are coming together to offer a trust like Schools Works. But somebody in your position who has got an important role, even if it is for the equivalent of a day a week, you've got something meaty that you can use to support and give insight because everybody's busy. No one in any school is sitting around thinking, oh, what should I do today? Um, So having you coming with data or information, instructional planning suggestions, whatever it is, that's when it really comes to the fore, doesn't it? And really comes into its own. Yeah, we also run, because, you know, eight schools, we run our own internal training so we can invite people like you in and that gets to teachers from each of the eight schools all at once and they're having a discussion about it. We run year group specific training sometimes so that we can tailor it to, for example, year two we find when they're first being introduced to it, the teachers and the children need some support. So showing them how to use the whole class 
quizzing for accelerated reader, which obviously the better they are at accelerated reader, we now know the better their star results are and therefore the better their SATS results will be and the happier everybody will be. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how accelerated reader fits in. I have less to do with that, but I do provide over each half term, each school gets just literally taken from the accelerated reader diagnostics for each class. I just put it all on one page. So they get an A4 sheet with each of their classes with the percentage that had a test or did a quiz in that half term. Most importantly, how they did in terms of was it between 85 and 95 percent correct? Um, how how much engaged time, which Renaissance calculate for us, and average book level. So although that information is there in Accelerated Reader for whoever wants to look, it just gives it to SLT on a page, and you can see immediately if there's a particular class that's struggling. Um, so they get that, and then they get a whole trust one where they can compare how their trust is doing to everybody else is doing um, and what that's done is motivate a few people but also it started a discussion about if the percentage is right so between 85 and 95 percent of the quizzing is correct so the child is quizzing and they're getting that as a score that's better than getting 100 percent because otherwise the book is too easy uh, and if they're struggling, it's there for them to see. But it's also had we've had lots of talk now about, OK, in one case, in year six, for, for some peculiar reason, one half term, this particular year group were amazing in terms of they were all getting 97, 98, 100 percent. And when I looked at the engaged time, it was six minutes. And that was because for some weird reason, an awful lot of them had chosen to read really, really easy books, which was fine for a short time. But we were able to flag that up to the teacher to go, you know, if they want to read Wimpy Kid or something yes. a bit, that's fine. But maybe you need to think about challenging them. So it does go right back to children and books. Yes. Um, and I I know they, they don't always like it if they're not you know, one of the better ones, but I know they value it because they always ask for it and tell me it, when is the next one coming and they like to see how they're doing. And it does, has at least started a discussion. And most of the time really it's important. about that, isn't it? It's nudging. It's, I always think of a, you know, a solicitor's office where they seem to have piles and piles of paper. And you think, how on earth do they get anything done? And I'm sure it's because the people that ring up, their bit of paper gets to the top of the pile. And it's a bit like that with, with STAR and AR. You're that bit of paper that's sort of coming to the top of the pile and saying, excuse me, um, you know, what about this? And it's yeah. not that they don't want to do it. It's just that actually there's other pressures. So you're doing that, that role. All I do is I indicate where there might, be, it, it, there might be worth asking a question or two. So whoever's in charge of AR or assessment, I'm just pointing them in the direction of, you might want to just look at that. Yeah. And often, sometimes they'll say, oh, no, actually, I know what that was. It was this. You know, year two had a 
author in and year six were allowed to listen and so they all went up you know there'll yes. be an explanation but yes. at least we've looked at it because if it carries on then there's a problem more there's of a problem, problem. um thank so you karen it's, it's been really interesting i've loved hearing how all of the elements have come together over the years with the different schools the different personalities the different expectations but you've been a sort of common hub that's allowed people to develop their thinking and develop their use of of the reporting but actually offering a much richer and balanced and effective curriculum and um, support for all of those schools well, I hope so. It, you know, it's quite an expensive thing to go into, so you need to make the best of it. And if if there are things in there which are going to help the children to improve their learning, then we really ought to be exploiting them. Um, and I hope that's what we're doing. And also it's great for the trust because we have some really solid data that everybody can believe in. Thank you very much for your time, your enthusiasm, your knowledge and your insight. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. Well, that was so insightful, hearing how over a period of time, the eight schools within SchoolsWorks are reaping the benefits, but also increasingly dependent upon those reports, whether as a parent, teacher or senior leader, and actually even a child. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that you can catch up on all previous episodes at www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening.